Hey. Hey, morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. That's good. Let me message my team really quick um, to let them know about the meeting passcode. Okay. That way they can get that removed. Now having. Uh, yeah, only only saw now that in the calendar invite. Yeah. It doesn't you know it sends the URL but it doesn't add the passcode. It was just the meeting ID. Yeah. So and I don't know if in the past if there was a passcode, but that's no. part of the link. Yeah, there wasn't. So I'm gonna get that removed. So there you go. I just messaged the team. They'll get on it. Okay. Um. All right. You ready for the interview? Yeah. Yes. Perfect. So this is going to be, get on. what was that? Oh, I, oh. I was thinking loud. <laughs> oh, so this is going to be about a 23 minute um, call. I'm going to ask you a ton of questions, uh, but basically the whole point of this conversation is for you to talk a lot because a lot of what we uh, put in the articles, uh, it's not going to be directly what you say, but it's going to be inspired by it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for people that don't know you, um, tell us a little bit more about your background, your name, where you're from, um, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, happy to. Yeah. So name is, is Gerd Christen. Uh, I grew up in Switzerland originally, uh, in a, in a village in, in the mountains. And, and, uh, the story of my life is that, uh, I, I didn't realize it then, but all my life, uh, you know, I was fascinated by, by, uh, you know, going abroad and basically going as far away from my village as possible, I guess. Uh, even though when I was young, I, I couldn't express that. But as a result, you know, I, I went traveling as soon as I legally, legally could. And, uh, and then, you know, through that traveling, I wanted to work, work abroad. So I was always interested by the new. Yeah. So at the age, uh, around 21, I was, uh, I, I was in Australia. And, Improving my English, and then you know I got the travel bug there, and so by age twenty four, I think I, you know, I packed my few things, and I, and I, and I tra- went backpacking and traveling. Uh, at, but I said, if I like it somewhere, I will try to get a job. And so I ended up uh, liking Singapore and staying in there for three years. Nice, help, helping helping to build a startup. And so that's that's you know now this interest in in the new. Kind of got translating to all all new companies. That's that's interesting. So I helped build a, a startup then that worked that you know sold RFID technology, and they needed someone to put you know these RFID tags. They only work. You need maybe a software or some something else to make a, a working system, a working solution, and that product. Yeah. So that's that's what I did, and I. And, you know, I wrote the software and I sold the things and I delivered the things and I did a startup life. So, so that, that was, uh, that, that, that was there. But it also helped me uh, to develop my, you know, put a piece of steel in me to, yep. to, to sell. Cause I was young and I, you know, I had to sell to, to pay rent and pay life in Singapore. Uh, so. So that was my first experience. I heard Singapore. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was going to say, like, I heard Singapore is expensive. Is that true? Uh, I, you know, I haven't been back uh, probably almost ten years. Okay. At that time, it didn't seem so so expensive. It very much depended on what kind of life you wanted. You know, if you wanted a country club, uh, 
you know, li- life and travel every weekend at night. It was it probably was expensive, but that wasn't my my life there. I was, uh, and I was just uh, having you know, young work all day, party all night, uh, <laughs> endless energy, and just enjoying enjoying making my first experiences as uh, you know professionally and getting to know life and so on. Got it. Makes sense. Okay, cool. Uh, but I did re- although I did re- I did. However, I did realize something, and that's kind of the second piece to me as a person, um, curiosity. I did realize during that time that uh, other people my age, they understood things that I didn't understand, and that that bugged me, and I I, I came to the realization that, uh, oh, maybe you should go back to your home country and and do some more school and get a degree, because I did realize if I don't get a degree, if I don't get study, you know, I... I will get stuck. I will never get those positions that these other people have. Yeah. So went back to Switzerland. Um, I joined the manufacturer of the RFID products, actually, that we distributed. Uh, joined, joined them and and, uh, and studied at the, sa- at the same time. And so built, built that RFID manufacturer into, into the number one in their market uh, worldwide. So now I've got to travel worldwide and you know, selling millions of RFID chips left and right in a in a new industry, so that that was really that was really nice. So I got a taste of what's you know of success yeah. and uh, and and how to to scale something up. Whereas you know Singapore was the beginning of a startup, this this was more scaling up. And then I actually stayed with the industry and then joined the systems integrator as machine manufacturer in the same industry. Now I had you know entire entire systems. So now we were designing entire factories that were automated using RFID chips. And so wow. that, that was very nice to see, you know, from distribution to manufacturing to assistance integration that helped me really to get, uh, to have done all these, you know, sales, manufacturing, project management, system integration, at that made kind of, at studying for a degree in business administration at the same time, that kind of made me into a, a manager. Right? So I right. now knew, all, had done all the hands-on experience in all these disciplines. And so when I finished uh, my degree, then uh, Nokia uh, recruited me. Uh, they were looking for, some, you know, for exactly this experience, for putting pieces together to, to make a solution, sell it, and then deliver it, and, and so on. Yeah. And so I joined Nokia uh, as the roll-up manager in Switzerland, and uh, that, that meant we I was in charge of... of the commercial aspects uh, of building two cell phone networks in Switzerland. So that was, you know, that, that was, that was wonderful because I, I was ready. I had done all these things. Yeah. Now I could do it for a large company with, you know, $2 billion contracts to, yeah. to execute on. So, you know, hundreds of employees, I don't know, two, 300 employees and five warehouses and offices mm. all over the country and, you know, building, Cell phone masks all, all over the all over the country. So that uh, you know, and I came with my just graduated in business administration, or so putting processes in place and structure, and you know, and invoicing, and you know, optimizing, and that's so, all. Uh, you know, that that was a wonderful job. That was really nice. Yeah, and I must have done it well because after uh, only a year of that, Nokia made me the offer to come to the US. <laughs> nice, nice. They, they, yeah. And they, they said, you know, we, we believe that, you know, there's this thing, internet, and we believe that the internet is going to go mobile. We think that people will like to use their phone, mobile phone to do the internet. Nobody knows how this will work. And 
what the products will be and how you will charge for it. And, you know, nobody knows. So it's risky. So, but we know it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, we convinced it's going to be great and we're heavily investing. We're building a new, uh, entirely new business, uh, business unit within Nokia. But also we know that these product projects, they will be unknown. Several pieces need to be put together and we need someone who is really experienced in managing the risk and, and so on. So that's why I got, I got that job. Yeah. And that's what, uh, that's what brought me to the US the first time. And, you know, we built, it was, was, you know, I, I mean, that was kind of the heyday and, you know, wild, little bit the wild west of, of figuring out how, how do you download, uh, you know, a game to your phone? How do you charge for it? How, how does, you know, the game you download, how does that, at that time, the idea was that should show up on your phone bill, and then your 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 phone company will collect uh, whatever it is, you know, the four ninety nine from you, and then pay everybody how to pay everybody else. I mean, how you know the company that makes the game they should get their fair share, and maybe Nokia should get some as well, and the carrier wants some some as well. So how to do that? Uh, to figure out all of that, that that was. Uh, Again, it's something new and a little bit unproven. And, and what I call it, you know, jobs that I do well, it's always this half written page. There's an idea, there's something there, but somebody needs to put the pieces together and figure it out and go sell it and then find a team and then motivate the team that can deliver on it. And then, and then, you know, make, make it a, hopefully make it a success. So I came to the US. Uh, uh, came to the U.S. to to do that, uh, to to help build that uh, delivery capability. So I ran engineering, project management, technical support for some of the first, you know, uh, packet data products in in the in the U.S. So if you, you know, you T-Mobile and AT and T, if uh, you know, if you on your Nokia phone downloaded the game or a, or a ringtone or, or something or funny funny images you know that's probably what the, the team that I built when they figured out how to enable you to do that that's and that's the one thing it, it, it was yeah and it was it was fantastic too because the customers didn't know we didn't know you know users had no idea what they wanted so so we figured this out together. So it was again this new and this nascent kind of use case or industry to to be at, at the cusp of, of what is now, you know, we don't even think of it. I probably already used 10 apps this morning without even realizing what I did. Yeah. At that time that was really, oh, now somebody wants to see their calendar on the phone. How do you do that? You know, and, and things like that. Oh, that has never, oh, we never done that. How would we do that? And so in the end, I ended up um, uh, then founding the, the, the apps business for Nokia. For, and I think I was in charge, you know, North and South America. So basically from, from nothing, I built that to a business that had access to like 200 million cell phone users. Wow. Um, uh, you know, we, we did crazy. We, I mean, our teams or the Nokia teams, you know, we won, you know, Platinum, platinum records for, you know, for number of downloads of, of the song. And in, in Brazil, Nokia Brazil put on a, a free concert at the beach. The only thing, the condition was you need to have, needed to have a, that new phone. That was, that was your ticket to go to the beach. And, you know, and it had turned into a, 
72-hour uh, music festival with half a million people. Dang. That, that were, and we were there, you know, producing live sampling music that was being played and producing jingles that people could download to show their friends that they, I was at that concert when they played that riff and I was there. So yeah. was very interesting, very interesting things. And that was kind of my large company experience also. So after seven years of Nokia, I thought, okay, I, you know, had more uh, frequent flyer miles than I ever thought you would have. <laughs> yep. uh, but I also was kind of, okay, I think I, I've seen this big company and I was very grateful still today for the ride to be able to start, you know, a, a new, to, to be part of starting two new businesses within a large company. That yep. was an amazing ride. And still today, I understand, you know, for now I help large companies or, you know, individuals in large companies help them start a new business for their company. I've been in their shoes. Right. I understand, you know, I understand the startup perspective, but I also understand the, you know, the intrapreneur perspective of someone who tries to, to, to stand up, stand up a new business in their company. So That's anyway, cool. that, at that time, it felt like uh, that that was that was good. I was uh, happy with the large company experience. Uh, my parents, we were living in San Diego at the time. My parents, you know, were getting old, old, and not so not so able to travel anymore. So it was a question: Do we stay or do we go home? Yeah. And at that time, it felt uh, the right decision to to go back home. And and then a year later, or then that year. Uh, the iPhone came out, and all of a sudden, you know, everybody wanted to know about uh, oh, how do you do? How do you do a business with apps? And there weren't so many people who had that experience. So I was back in Switzerland, and somehow word got around. There's the one, one person here. He knows how to how to do business with apps, and he knows people at at Nokia, at Apple, at Google, who you know who you can talk to. And so that's. That I got sucked into the startup scene that that way through that, and then one thing led to the to the next. I, as as a result, I ended up building, not only helping people you know build their business, but actually building incubators that helped lots of people build lots of businesses. Oh yeah, and so I built uh, an incubator in, in in Zurich for the the technical university there, ETH for their high high potential spin-offs that so these were like you know postdoc PhD research scientists that now needed to, needed help to turn their their maybe PhD project into a business. So they needed to make this jump from I'm not a scientist anymore, I'm a business person now. I need to know about marketing. I need to be able to talk to customers about value rather than you know bits and bytes and and I need to recruit people and need to learn I need to lead people. So how, how to transition into a business? That's what that uh, Blue Lion Incubator, it's called, still exists. Uh, uh, that, that's what I built. And at the same time, I noticed that, oh, Switzerland, you know, calls itself one of the most innovative countries in the world. And there are different, different surveys that actually put Switzerland always in the top three, four spots uh, of, of being innovative. And I said, every industry has, has their annual get-together. How come if, if innovation is so important in Switzerland, why is there no conference where, where all these innovative people meet? Yeah. I, I thought that was odd. And I, so I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to create it. 
I'm going to create it because I had the, I wanted to elevate the topic of startups into the you know pub, public opinion. You never heard about startups on on TV and all that. The, the six o'clock or eight o'clock news, they never talked about startups. And I, why, why would they not? You know, if, if they're so innovative, if they should be talking about that. So that was a new goal I, I set for myself. And I, and I founded the, the, the Swiss Startup Fair. Oh, wow. Yeah. Within three years, it, it became the largest event for the startup industry. And it was the first international event where, where everybody came for one day, just one day a year. Everybody come, got together. The universities came. The you know the, the investors came. The startups came. The you know and, 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 and you know thousands of people, thousands of people came to to learn about what is what is this this scene and might this be might this be something for me or should I you know stay stay my safe job with with that large Swiss bank yeah. you know or, and so that that was the idea and um, and we marketed it. And in order to get it the traction, you know, I said, you know, I think, you know, there's no difference between a rock concert, which is an assembly of really good musicians and, and startup fairs, an assembly of re- really good startups. So let's market this like a rock concert. And in order to do that, you know, we also, also created the, the, the Swiss startup battle, which is a, you know, which not like Shark Tank, but something like yeah. that, where you know we That's would cool. select startups, and then we would, and then at the you know the first, so we would do that. I think during four, four, five months, we would select startups, and then we would have you know the internet battle of the best e-commerce startups. They would find their winner, you know, the best e-commerce startup of the year, and we would have the high tech battle, and we would have find the best high tech startup of the year, and and so on, four, five. Uh, so until we had 10 finalists and then they would fight it out during startup fair <laughs> on, nice. the, on the stage that, you know, was like a rock concert. Yeah. And it had lights and smoke machine and, you know, and then the final, you know, we had the confetti bomb going off and playing, playing, you know, Car- Car- uh, what's it called? Carmina Burana, you know, the, to, to celebrate the, the winner. And he was then the best startup of, of the year. And yeah. that that you know, and that got the public's attention, and so we did end up on national TV, uh, and we did win a national, uh, you know, marketing award for for that for that campaign because we, with that campaign, we succeeded in putting the you know the topic of starting your own company uh, into 10 percent of of the Swiss population's minds. Yeah, before it was nothing, and so right. we 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 achieved that. So that that was cool. Was that the during that? Yeah, Sorry. let me let me uh, let me cut you off really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so most likely we're gonna need to schedule two calls for this because uh-huh. I don't think I'm gonna be uh-huh. able to get everything done in the next five minutes. Am I going too long or too meandering too this is much? Actually, or? this is actually good um, because yeah. you're going very in depth, which is gonna give us so much depth yeah. to who yeah. you are. So it's good, um, but we will need to do it in uh, another call if that's okay. Uh-huh. Um, so do you want to stop minutes. here? Or when, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, go so ahead and take it, going. and then I'll let you know when I need to hop off, all right? Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Okay, and if I need to, you know, if I'm going too long, it just, it just move me along. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. And, and so, but personally, during that time, it uh, also, you know, re- me and my wife, we realized that, you know, 
actually, um, you know, it was like, it felt right to go back to Switzerland, but over some years there, it was like, you know, it was like the heart wanted to be in California. So we, in parallel, we were looking for a way to, to come back here. And then uh, through, you know, some funny coincidences, how life is, uh, I, I was approached by a team from, from San Francisco that was working for the city of San Francisco and UC Berkeley. And they, they planned to, to create a smart city incubator here in, in San Francisco. And they were actually for look, looking for someone who could join the founding team and bring the, the methodology incubation methodology and also experience with startups and since I wanted to move back you know that's how we found together and that's the job that I moved back to back to San Francisco in uh, in 2016 stood up another incubator this time you know smart city with the with the and the you know the task was or the challenge was could you use startup technique, you know, a scrappy, iterative, minimum viable product, and then improve it over time. Would that work to solve some public problems? You know, could you fix, in a way, potholes iteratively? Could mm-hmm. city yeah. do that? You know, how, how far would that work? And I also intellectually, for me, I thought that was a very interesting question. And so that's what we, we stand for. So I came back, uh, co-founded uh, Super Public, here in San Francisco, which uh, work with cities and, you know, to help them figure out, figure out, use technology to, using technology to solve some of their problems. And we did some, the center doesn't exist anymore. We were never able to secure the long-term financing, but we did some interesting projects in mobility uh, with, with large, you know, with large cities like city of Los Angeles, you know, the, uh, the, the county of Miami Dade, 3 million people. So those were very, very nice projects. Uh, however, I needed to make a call if I wanted to continue and, to, or, you know, if I wanted to continue. And I, at one point I decided to, to leave, but it was nice to, 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 you know, to get the chance to create yet another, another incubator. Yeah. And that got me into then, uh, got me into consulting, which is what I've done ever since, uh, you know, I did this thing that uh, a, comp- a booty consulting company that that helps large companies uh, create new businesses. So what I did, what I experienced myself at Nokia, now they they do that. You know, for for lots of companies. And uh, but I, during COVID, I lost that job. Um, but uh, then I, well, you know, yeah. In our next call, let's cover that a little bit more. Let's cover like pre-COVID when you were doing that. COVID times and then what you're doing now. Let's do, let's do that. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm going to have them send the link if possible. If you have time, tomorrow would be good. Okay. Tomorrow is, uh, yeah, tomorrow is good. Yeah. Let's keep going. Okay. Thank okay. you so much. Good work today. Thank you. Take care. Take Ciao. care. Bye.